Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. There's nothing more annoying than podcast ads, right? If you want to listen to your favorite Saints podcast, the Saints Happy Hour podcast, ad-free, become a patron today and never have to listen to dumb ads ever again. As a $10 patron, you also get our booze bundle as a welcome gift to the Saints Happy Hour community. It includes a Forever Drew Cup, a crew detasem cup, a Saints Happy Hour beer koozie, and a Saints Happy Hour shot glass. Sign up today at saintshappyhour.com. That's saintshappyhour.com. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints Happy Cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's its painful. All right, everybody, welcome to a special free Tuesday edition of the Saints Happy Hour podcast. We had to have this guy on because he is Maybe my favorite Saints Twitter follow. Follow. He's Chris Rosvoglu of the Straight Up Saints podcast. You know him. Uh, Chris, thanks for giving us time today. And I just want to say that you dragging Chris Sims through the streets of Saints Twitter using his own words regarding Michael Thomas, it's probably my favorite Saints tweet of 2020. It was magical, my friend. Well, first off, thank you guys for having me on the podcast. I'm a huge fan. And, and second, you know, the funny thing was I wasn't sure that night if I wanted to start dragging Chris <laughs> Sims around. I was like, I don't know. And then the first tweet that I put out was like, okay, I put out one more. And then it started blowing up. I was like, all right, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going all in on Chris Sims here. I mean, Dragon so Chris good. Sims, I, I, he's he's a horrible person. I just like he has Josh <laughs> Allen two spots below Drew Brees in his rankings. Like Josh Allen, for Christ's sakes! I love how you use that to attack his character. Yes, as I do. You know, I was, uh, I believe, I, I'm doing, I'm going straight from memory here. I did not prep by look, looking at Chris Sims' career stats. But 58% completion percentage. I, I'm pretty sure he's 3-0 and against the Saints. Oh, career. my God. How did that happen? It's either 3 <laughs> or 4-0. and I'm, I'm almost positive he's never lost to the Saints. Yeah. So, so Chris, how far back does your Saints fandom go? Because we've been we've been doing the Jim the greatest Jim Mora rant bracket, and if, if people have been listening, know the bracket's busted. It's all over the place. We've been having people – it's one of the things we've done. People have reached out to us on Twitter and Patreon and all that sort of thing to tell us how much fun it is. How far back does your Saints fandom go? Well, since I'm still – so when I grew up, so I'm still 22. I'm still getting there. I'm, I'm you know, 
I guess young per se, but let's say at one point I was a huge baseball guy because I, I live in New York. So I was all Yankees, all Yankees, this, all Yankees, that. Derek Jeter was my favorite athlete. And then I started watching in 06 when they reopened the Dome. Uh, they had that Monday night game on and I didn't really care about football at that age. And all of a sudden I'm watching, I'm like, you know, man, these fans are insane. And like in a good way. Um, and ever since then I started watching, getting in tune with them. And although like the following seasons after 06 weren't that good, um, I, I stuck with them. And then obviously since then, it's just every single year I'll get more involved and I'll, I'll enjoy the saints team even more. But, uh, honestly, literally when Breeze and all of them came into the 06 picture, that's when I started watching. So in terms of Saints historians, I'm not nearly on the level like you guys are. Um, but I've really enjoyed it ever since 06, just watching the team since then. Do you think like if if the – so I feel like there's a, I mean, most, a lot of our listeners, and I, I think the thing about the Saints now is that they're an international brand. And what Ralph and I have seen really – since 2006 and really maybe even since 2009 is that and and i i just think back to when i was in high school and back then half my high school it was in new orleans and ha half of it was i technically covington but who cares about that but half of the school was cowboys and half the school was saints and i remember just thinking how lame that was like how could you guys and there was maybe even a sprinkling of 49ers fans and i would just you guys are all from louisiana what the hell is wrong with you but Back then, it was just like the Cowboys and 49ers were winning championships. Yep. They were winning Super Bowls. Everyone loves a winner. And so you see fans from the Netherlands, like we've noticed this, Australia, Europe, like all over the world that are listening to our podcast now. And it's a function of the success that the Saints have had. I'm curious, Chris, like, do you think it would have been different if like, so 07 and 08, they kind of went seven and nine, then they bounce back and they win the Super Bowl. Let's say 09, they go 3-13. and 13. Do you think you would feel differently about the team? And or do you think the international brand thing would have petered off? I don't think personally I would have just because I felt like so in love with that team from that moment in 06. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be my team. And that's usually the way I, I went with things at that younger age. But I do agree with you guys. Like if they don't win the Super Bowl there, and let's say they do go 3-13, and 13, like you say, I think some people would be like, you know what? kind of off that story it's it you know it was yeah. fun while it lasted i'm done um and, and that's why i love seeing all these other teams like i know you guys definitely hate the rams i love watching the rams suffer and i love them not having <laughs> as many fans as they thought yes. they'd get so i think that's what would happen so give us a per so give us a perspective as a fan that started in 2006 because for me i i go back to the 80s and, and 90s where I have deep-seated hatred for the 49ers from the NFC West days and you know obviously the Falcons which I think is still true for new fans that still rings true and I say new I mean you you've been a fan for 15 years but but um I'm curious if like I'm, I'm guessing the 49ers that doesn't like the word doesn't like make your blood boil just on its own so I'm curious for someone that starts in 2006 how do you feel about the rivalries and like the hierarchy of the other teams and how much you hate them? So I'll tell you what, I don't like, like, you know, like you guys said, I'm technically more on the newer side of being a fan, but the 49ers thing, I'll tell you why it actually boils my blood. My dad grew up a 49ers fan because he ah. was a big Joe Montana guy. And yeah. my, my older brother also ended up being a Niners fan. So I'm basically the oddball in the family here. And when they go at it, even now, like Niners saints ever since, Heck, I'll go back to when the Saints played that game with Ahmad Brooks and Drew got hit up high and everyone was, you know, pissed about that. 
Uh, the 49ers team, like, I respect them, but I don't like him. Uh, we could go to 2011. I, I remember that day for that NFC, champ, uh, NFC Divisional round. I had a, I think it was like some type of church league basketball game. Uh, I go and I miss, and this was just me being stupid at the time at like 14, whatever, 13, 14 years old. Wasn't really, you know, shouldn't have been as devoted as I was. I missed the first half and on the way coming home, when I get home, that's when I end up seeing, you know, the final drive where the Niners end up winning. And I'm just sitting there sobbing like crazy at like 13, 14. I can't believe they lost that game. Um, But my, my, my blood definitely boils from there. But I will say this. I don't understand Saints fans now that are complaining like, oh, my God, we didn't get the job done. Like, look, yeah, they've only won one Super Bowl, but I will take playoffs every year, even if they get bounced over, what, like seven and nine or maybe even worse than that. So I guess that's where I could say some Saints fans like the newer generation are a little bit spoiled. Oh, I I say that. But I mean, the thing is, it's it's a it's a good spoiled in a way. The the only thing I argue with and Andrew knows this as I argue with people on Twitter, I say you think being bad and like oh when you know when they were going through seven and they're like i just want them to be bad the wheels come off let's rebuild it it'll be fun i'm like three and 13 it's fun for about three weeks where you get all the jokes about your team being terrible but then it's week four and it's not it's october 1st and you know that you're not going anywhere and you're like we got 11 weeks left of this then it becomes a fucking drag um but it's, it's, it is interesting. The younger fans... Need, Ralph, we need to have uh, Streep back on the show and ask him how he felt about that Ahmad Brooks hit. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We do. Uh, we'll get back to the show in just a second. There is no shortage of action going on with our partners over at betonline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR and international soccer all have resumed play and bet online has the best odds and lines for their upcoming games and matches. You need more bet online has simulated NFL NBA and UFC happening live every day for our devote gamblers to check out bet online also offers hundreds of live casino games poker tournaments and the best props in the business visit bet online AG on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus betonline.ag your online wagering experts here's the, here's the thing that i want to ask you too chris you know uh saint twitter we're vicious we mean we love to drag people through the streets like chris sims but what's your scenario for 2020 that would bring you the most joy and it's and by joy i mean not the saints winning but your most hated team crashing and burning Ooh, I, I'm kind of tor- I'm kind of torn here because, man, another bad season for Atlanta would be good. Maybe Aaron Rodgers not playing well would be good. I don't know if you guys notice. I am a big time Aaron Rodgers hater. Um, but <laughs> I, I noticed that. I, I noticed that. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go the Buccaneers just not being a playoff team. That's what I want because I'm so sick. Like everyone's going nuts today over them revealing Tom Brady in a jersey. And I'm like. It's for me. I just think it's Garnett and Paul Pierce when they put on the Nets uniform. Like, all right, yes. yeah, it's a big move, but I'm not sure he's that good anymore. Um, so I think that would be my scenario. If the Buccaneers aren't that good, I will absolutely go nuts. I told someone I hope their hype train lasts as long as Kim Kardashian and Chris Humphrey's marriage. That's that's my nice. scenario. <laughs> nice. You know, I uh, I'm with you. Like, I want 
the Bucks to be awful. Like I, I want it to be like the Browns last year where everyone puts them in the Super Bowl based on the offseason moves. And then it's just, it, it, and then everyone forgets for a second that it's still the Browns. And like, in this case, it's still the Bucks, you know, but, and I would net like, I, I mean, I, I think it's in poor form and really poor character to ever, I mean, given what's going on with the times, to be super insensitive to say, like, you want someone to get the coronavirus. I don't I don't know that I wish that on Tom Brady. I don't want to go that far. But like if you could if you could tell me like a great scenario, Ralph, would be like, let's say Tom Brady gets it. But, but like I'm promised that it's like no symptoms. It's like it very mild. He's not actually sick. He doesn't need to go to the hospital or anything. Like he's fine. But it's this annoyance where he tests positive, and he he's totally fine sitting at home, and he has to basically just stew watching Ryan Griffin start throw five picks, and he's in isolation for 14 days, and he can do nothing. Like that. That's like a. Like that's kind of an amazing scenario. Like I'm not saying I'm wishing for that, but like maybe I kind of am a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing, Chris. I can't decide with Atlanta. I can't decide if I want them to start out the gate and be terrible and Dan Quinn to get fired and then we get to dance on his grave. Or do I want them to go seven and nine again so we can make 28 to three jokes and three straight seven and nine jokes all over the Falcons. Like, I can't decide which scenario is more fun. I think the seven and nine one might be a little a little better for me, especially because of the, the seven and nine years the Saints had. And the other thing is, too, you never know with Atlanta. Like, they might be decent enough, and let's say they go seven and nine, but, like, Matt Ryan gets hurt, and they still win seven games, and somehow they're like, hey, maybe, you know, we keep Dan Quinn one more year to see if he's okay with – with Matt Ryan when he's healthy or something like that, and we squeeze one more year out of Quinn, I think that would be the best scenario. I do. Yeah. You so- got it. You got. If you're gonna pay a quarterback like they've paid Matt Ryan, I think this is the lesson for us: is that when you have a quarterback that's taking up that much allocation of your salary cap, you can still win, but you have to nail your drafts. And for a while there, the Saints were stuck in purgatory because they're paying Breeze all that money. And they weren't making good moves in the offseason. And you combine the two things and it sinks you. And I just think the only way out of that is the Falcons have to have, they're going to keep doing this until they nail a draft, in my opinion. Yeah, I do think that's true. But Chris, it's sort of like the pillar. Like you need a great quarterback. You need to nail your draft. You need to be good in free agency, obviously, to, to win a Super Bowl. But if you have a great quarterback, you can be bad in the draft or you can be bad in free agency. You can't be bad in both. And Atlanta has managed to be bad in both. And it's a joy. Andrew got on me last year because I kept saying every week Dan Quinn was going to get fired. He's going to get fired. And he never did. Um, so we'll see. My other question to you is, for the, for the Saints, I guess, what – who – we've been talking about this on the podcast a little and on Twitter – of all their guys that are coming up for free agents that are going to be free agents after this year, you know, you got Lattimore, you got Demario Davis, you got Kamara, you got Marcus Williams, you got Ramcheck. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, 
you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Which one do you think is most likely to get paid in the summer? Ooh. Uh, I'm honestly, I kind of think it's Ramchek. I, I just feel like he's the most uh, dependent, most durable, probably the best one out of all of them. And I think he, for him personally, the offensive line market keeps going up. I saw Lane Johnson got paid like a crazy amount uh, a couple months ago. I would like to see them jump on that and maybe get something started with Ramchek. Lattimore scares me. Like Lattimore needs to get paid, but at the same time, I, I don't know if like, if he gets paid, does he slack off a season? Like Michael Thomas, you pay that guy and you're like, all right, I know what he's going to do. Like Lattimore, I'm a little bit hesitant on at times, even though I know he's great. Um, so I'll go Ramchick. I think Marcus Williams, though, if he gets paid and gets paid a lot by the Saints, that would be the best for Saints Twitter because it would actually be a madhouse. <laughs> It'll be. There'd be a lot of anger. Where, where, do, you sit, where do you stand on Kamara? Just curious. Like my, I, I said this on our show last night. I don't want the Saints to pay him. And it's I love the dude. I want him to be a Saint forever. I would hate to lose him, but I have this philosophical thing where it's just like the Saints, the entire Sean Payton era since 2006, they've always had good running backs. They're easy to find. Sean Payton finds a way to make it work. And so, like, I don't want to pay north of $10 million a year for that position. It's like a philosophical thing. Yeah, that, so I, I tell people all the time, it's like, and I agree with you, Andrew. It's like, I love Alvin Kamara. I will never say a bad thing about him. He's awesome. But like, at the same time, I, I was telling people, if you said three year 36, that's like the most I do for Kamara. And that's like, only because it'd be three years. I think it's like, you know, you that's take that lot. deal. But yeah, at the end of the day, 12 million is a lot of money. But then McCaffrey, at first I thought they'd get a decent deal. Then McCaffrey got paid as much as he did. I was like, all right, forget it now. I'm literally going into this season thinking it's the last season that we see AK in a in a Saints uniform. Um, and like you said, like the Saints usually have good running backs. And if people look at the 2021 class, it's pretty loaded. So like you, Sean Payton might be able to just get rid of Kamara. You end up maybe getting a comp pick after and they'll find a way to replace him with cheaper talent. So I wouldn't deny that, but yeah, it's tough. I think because people love him. Like, he's so nice. Yeah. You see him on Twitter with NASCAR stuff. He's awesome. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think he's going to be on the Saints. Much My longer. only thing with that is I wonder if Sean Payton has an attachment to Kamara where he wants mm. him here with the Saints, right? Because he kind of even kind of forced Kamara in the playoff game and at the end of last year. So that's my only consideration of, like, the Saints may not just – be walking away from Kamara. But I told Andrew two weeks ago, I think Kamara, he's going to have a top five running back season and he doesn't even need more touches. He just needs to be healthy and have more yards with his 80, 81 catches he averages. So let's fight, uh, Chris, because me and Andrew have been doing top five lists and we did our top 10 Saints on the roster and we, we don't have to have time to do top 10, but let's do top five. So who are your like top five Saints currently on the roster? Ooh, so 
I got to go number one off the bat. I'm, I'm a huge Michael Thomas guy. I think he's the best player on the team. That might, I don't know if it's technically just the right answer or, or not, but I think he's the best it's, on the team. It's, it's the right answer. So I'd go Michael Thomas. I'd probably go Ramchek at two. Um, I'd say Cam Jordan three, Demario four. And then this is tough because I'm like, I'm torn on five. Like I kind of think I still have to go breeze but at the same time kamar is really good so and you even have Lattimore that you could put in the saints roster is so freaking deep now that i'm thinking about it but uh you know what for five i will still go breeze and that's weird because i usually am very critical of him when he doesn't play well and i'm, I'm kind of have a love-hate relationship with the guy at times but i'll, I'll still go breeze i think he's that good still where, where are you on the quarterback thing where do you stand between let's say breeze retires after this year you want Taysom, you want Jameis, you want someone else I, I get a lot of hate from this on Twitter. I want Taysom. I want closure. Like, I want to see if the guy can actually yes. start. Like, I don't know if he can, but, like, I, I maybe Jameis can get better and the whole LASIK thing works out. And if it does, then the Saints are going to strike gold with, you know, a, a $1 million contract here. But, like, Taysom's so interesting. And the problem is we haven't seen him screw up because he barely gets enough plays where he's in a situation where he can mess up. But... I want to see him run the football. I, I saw in the preseason last year, I was looking back at some preseason highlights, and I'm like, he's pretty interesting. So give me Taysom for a year. It'll be the weirdest year. Either they're going to be fun to watch and good or fun to watch and bad, but they're going to be fun to watch, so I'll take it. That's the thing. That's my thing with Taysom, Chris, is Jameis Winston is Tom Brady, is whoever. I've seen Jameis Winston. I've seen that quarterback before be great. Taysom Hill if he's great and fun or good, we've never seen that. And I argue with Andrew, I would rather three great years of Taysom than his career's over and it's done than like eight years of Matthew Stafford good. I just, I want to, I want to see Taysom also because if Taysom's good and the Saints are winning, it will be so polarizing on Twitter and on ESPN. The Saints will just take over first take and Twitter because Everybody will – it'll be like Jon Snow versus the uh, the White Walkers in uh, Game of Thrones. It'll be just everybody coming at us on Twitter, and it'll just make it more fun. So I, You just I, it's, you just purchased 300 cups of crudatasum, and so I you did. want him to be successful for more mileage, be honest. Well, but, but the, Andrew, we purchased those cups. We, we spent every dime that we got from this podcast. We just need to move those cups just so we don't lose <laughs> money. So maybe I'm a little biased on that. That's Yeah, fair. you're putting your faith. Yeah, you got to put your faith <laughs> in them at this point. We got to go all in. Fair, fair, fair enough. The one argument, Chris, I would have about your list is I have Demario Davis. I When me and Andrew did the list, I had him second, slightly above Cam Jordan for two reasons. One, I feel like if Cam Jordan – Got hurt, God forbid. The defensive line might possibly be able to not be awful. If Demario Davis, something happens to him, linebacker is a wasteland. And also, with Drew Brees, with his uh, problems with the flag, I think Demario Davis, there's a good chance he's going to take over the pregame huddle. So I had him number two on my most valuable Saints list. Yeah, I can't argue that. DeMario's awesome. Actually, I, I've been all for DeMario taking over the huddle or them still doing that joint huddle thing. I don't know, something about DeMario. Like, if the Jets want to continue to let linebackers from their team come to the Saints <laughs> in the future, th- just keep letting it happen. I don't care. Is there any good linebackers on the Jets right now? Should we be uh, Should we be paying attention to that? 
I mean, Mosley's out of the range because he's there. They got this Avery Williamson guy who's pretty good, but he tore his ACL like a year ago. So if they want to let him walk and he like recovers and and the Saints grab him, that might be another one. A Jets linebacker with bad knees sounds like a a gift waiting to happen. (laughs) Chris, who's going to be the guy that we're going to go gaga over and train like that, that if we have training camp, however, hopefully we will. What's a guy that we're going to lose our minds over like Emmanuel Butler last year? Ooh, that's, that's interesting. Honestly, I'm thinking if he gets on the right page and he know he learns the playbook quickly, I think people are going to go nuts over Troutman just because he's very shifty at that tight end position. Um, but I think if we're looking at the defensive side of the ball, I know he's already played a year and we've seen that he's good, but I'm on that Gardner Johnson hype train. Like, I think he's really special. I think if the Saints can get him in a bunch of different roles, whether that's nickel or use him as a safety. Like, I remember that Titans game. He absolutely knocked the hell out of one of their receivers. Um, so I think he's a guy where, remember when Marcus Williams had that training camp where people were like, oh my God, he's the next Ed Reed. And then joke was on us because that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that might happen with Gardner Johnson. All it takes on Saints Twitter is one grainy, shaky cell phone video of Troutman catching the ball down the seam and the Troutman, um, the hype train, I mean, it'll All get... All he's got to do is high point the ball over Deatric Nichols one time in practice. <laughs> That's all it'll take. You're not kidding. We'll be, we'll, we'll be doing a breaking news podcast on Troutman going to the Hall of Fame uh, after one practice in July. Um, so, Chris, who who on Twitter, what celebrity or, like, football person do you look at and you're like, I want to drag that person through the Saints Twitter streets before they block me? You can't say Chris Sims. You already did it. Ooh. You know what? I'm I'm going to say Nick Wright because Nick Wright's become this new guy that if anyone says anything good about Taysom Hill, he like brings up that a punter's thrown the ball more times than him. I think it was like Johnny Hecker or something <laughs> that he brings up. Like, I don't mind Nick Wright. I have, no, I have nothing wrong with him, but I just don't think he knows much about football. And he wants us to basically take his opinion over Sean Payton's opinion. Like, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I don't like that. I don't like his new hairdo either. So, uh, <laughs> yes. I think I think Nick Wright's the guy. If he was willing to respond, I think I'd try to drag him. Because I've got Chris Sims to respond to me before. He didn't respond this time, but one time I got him to respond to me. I, I think Nick Wright would be the guy. For he me. couldn't he couldn't respond to you because he was face <laughs> down getting drug. That's why. You you guys wait till you see the end of his list. I kind of penciled out the rest of it. He has Kyler Murray, Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford, Ryan Tannehill, Big Ben. He has all those guys ranked over Breeze for the it's 2020 ridiculous. season. Ben, Ben, he has Big Ben ranked over Breeze. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it's one thing if you're Mina Kimes and she does a podcast and she's doing ranking quarterbacks over the next three years and you want to put Breeze at the middle, bottom, whatever, because you might only get – you're probably only getting one mid-year. You might get two out of Breeze and you want to rank him low. I get that. But if you – 2020 breeze is top five like don't give me this nonsense and chris sims is the ultimate just troll and i'm glad you drug him the thing is with you chris is you remind me of a little bit of bomani i don't like going back with fourth 
in you because I know you and Bomani can just drag me and I won't even know it. I won't even know it's happening till I'm on the ground getting drugged through the streets. So you and Bomani, y'all scare me a little. Like I don't like to, to mix it up with certain people on Twitter because I know they're more smarter and cleverer than me. Sometimes I look at my replies to people. I'm like, man, I, I hope I don't come off like a dick, but like sometimes I feel like I do. <laughs> So, uh, hey, I, I don't know. <laughs> people know. People know my Twitter rules, man. I let anything go. All you have to do, you can make fun of me. You can be mean. All I ask is that you don't curse at me. And like, if you don't do that, like, I'm cool with it. You know, I, I mute people if they like mix in like hardcore like politics. I'll mute people sometimes. But anyway, so Chris, before we get out of here, tell people how they can find you. Uh, on Twitter and at your podcast. So people can find me on Twitter at Rose Vogel Report, R-O-S-V-O-G-L-O-U Report. And then for my podcast, it's Straight Up Saints. Just type it in either on Apple or Spotify and you can find it right there. So guys, um, this one is, this podcast was free, um, but you should become a $10 patron and get the booze bundle, the Crudatasum Cup, the, the Forever Breeze, the Koozie, the Saints Happy Hour Shot Glass. We have purchased 900 of these. For the love of God, please sign up so I don't become homeless. I'm just saying. So for Chris who joined us, for Andrew, I'm Ralph. We will see you again tomorrow.